the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Since everything's going to be dissolved, since one day God's going to roll up the heavens like a scroll, since this earth is going to melt with fervent heat one day, it's not going to last. How should we then live? How should we live in light of this? What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Heaven and earth will pass away, but the words of Jesus will never pass away. The word of God will never fail. It will never pass away. The word of God will stand forever. Sometimes the things that feel most real are the tangible things on earth. There are pleasures to enjoy, possessions to earn, and places to go. You'll be tempted to strive for these things above everything else. However, as Pastor Dan will teach you today, this world and the things of it aren't what you should strive for. Instead, you should pursue the things of God and His kingdom here on earth. Nothing else will last. This world will fade. But God will last forever. Live your life in light of this truth. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 24 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Currently in the Gospel of Matthew, we've been looking at uh, the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, um, and uh, one of the things that Jesus said will take place is that there will be false Christs, right? He said, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many, and he indicated that's not really a sign of the last days, that's just going to be something that is occurring all the time uh, through the church age, and Just this past week, uh, I received a letter in the mail, not from anybody in the church, but it was like an email or a letter sent out to a bunch of churches announcing uh, that Jesus Christ has returned and he's in China. Uh, So, uh, and they have a QR code here. I don't think Jesus will use a QR code when he comes back. I don't think that'll be necessary, Um, but he's in China. And I'm afraid to scan the QR code because I think it's going to put a virus on my phone or something. Again, when Jesus comes, I don't think I'm going to be afraid of his QR code. So anyways, it's just an example. Perfect timing, I thought. Right, a false Christ. All right. Great. Can't wait till we talk about leprosy in Leviticus and see what happens then, right? What's God going to do for us then? All right. Matthew chapter 24. If you want to turn there in your Bible for me, please. Matthew 24. Uh, We're also going to look in Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. If you want to go ahead and mark that in your Bible. Luke 21, Matthew 24. We made it to verse 32 last week where it says, Jesus speaking, now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, 
you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, or he is near, at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. For who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food and due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you, that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of, and he will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Lord, we thank you so much for your word. And we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. And that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as I said, we're looking at the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24. Uh, And on into chapter 25, it's called the Olivet Discourse because Jesus delivered this teaching to his disciples on the Mount of Olives, just east of Jerusalem. Uh, It's one of the longest teachings of Jesus recorded in the Gospels. And Jesus delivered this teaching in response to three questions that the disciples asked in verse 3 regarding the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem his second coming, and the end of this current age. In verse 8, Jesus described the birth pains that will lead up to the seven-year tribulation period. Then in verses 9 to 14, Jesus described the signs of the first half of the seven-year tribulation, the first three and a half years. Then verses 15 to 22, the signs of the second half of the tribulation. And he followed that by a description of his glorious second coming in verses 23 to 31. And that brings us now to verse 32, where we pick up this sermon, this discourse that Jesus delivered. In verse 32, Jesus continues, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. 
when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors, speaking of a second coming. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Jesus tells us here in verse 32 to learn the parable of the fig tree. Now, fig trees were very common in Israel. They're still very common in the land of Israel. They were one of the main crops in the land. And this section of scripture that we're looking at has often been misinterpreted and misused in an attempt to date the rapture of the church and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And and let me explain to you how it's usually misinterpreted. Those who misinterpret this say that the fig tree here is a symbol of Israel. And they say that because there are several Old Testament passages that refer to Israel symbolically as a fig tree. But they say that the fig tree putting forth its leaves in verse 32 is referring to the rebirth of the nation of Israel in 1948. Israel became a nation again in 1948, if you didn't know that. And then in verse 34, they say, uh, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. So they, they say, the generation that saw the rebirth of Israel in 1948 will not pass away until all these things take place in Jesus Christ comes back. And there have been some over the years who have tried to give a date for the second coming of Jesus Christ based on this interpretation. And they they consider, well, how long is a generation? And what does the Bible say about a generation? If you add a generation to 1948, well, then that's the year that Jesus is coming back. And there's been a lot of attempts over the years to try to put a date on the second coming based on that interpretation. But in Luke's account of this, in Luke chapter 21, you don't have to turn there, Luke chapter 21, verse 29, we're told that Jesus actually says, behold the fig tree and all the trees, and all the trees. So he's not speaking of a fig tree specifically or a fig tree only, he's making a general statement about all the trees. So he's not talking about the fig tree specifically. He's not talking about Israel specifically or the rebirth of Israel in 1948. He's making a general illustration here. In the springtime, when the trees begin to put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. Summer is coming. And in the same way that leaves on the tree means summer is coming soon, verse 33. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near. His second coming is even at the door. All these things mentioned in verses 4 to 31. 
including the abomination of desolation in verse 15, the great tribulation that's mentioned, the sun darkening and the moon not giving its light and so on. When you see all these things happen, you know that the return of Jesus Christ is near. It's even at the door. In verse 34, I say to you, this generation that sees all these things will by no means pass away till all these things take place. This generation that sees all the things mentioned in verses 4 to 31 will also see the second coming of Jesus Christ. If you remember, uh, after the Antichrist sets up the abomination of desolation, in the future temple, and demands to be worshipped as God, he will unleash persecution on the Jewish people in a final attempt to extinguish the Jewish people from the face of the earth. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. This is why in verse 16, Jesus says, he tells those living in Judea to flee to the mountains because persecution will be poured out on them by the Antichrist in the second half of the tribulation. But the promise in verse 34 is the Jewish people will not be wiped out by the Antichrist during the tribulation. They will survive the persecution. They'll survive to the end of the tribulation and we'll see the second coming of Jesus Christ. Then Jesus gives this promise in verse 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. Do you know that? That heaven and earth one day will pass away. This world will not continue spinning in the universe forever and ever. The Bible tells us this universe and this world that we're living in are scheduled for destruction. God will cause the heavens and the earth to pass away. And the Bible says that God will create a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells, where there will be no sin where the redeemed of Jesus Christ will dwell together with God forever and ever. Isaiah 34 says, All the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falls from the vine, and as fruit falls from a fig tree. All the hosts of heaven will be dissolved. The heavens are going to be rolled up like a scroll one day. Isaiah 51 says, the heavens will vanish away like smoke. The heavens will vanish away like smoke. Second Peter chapter 3 in the New Testament says, the heavens and the earth are reserved for fire until the day of judgment. Peter goes on to tell us, the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Isn't that interesting? 
the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. The world will be burned with a fervent heat, the Bible says. All the elements will melt and give off a fervent heat. Peter goes on in that same passage to say, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Since everything's going to be dissolved, since one day God's going to roll up the heavens like a scroll, since this earth is going to melt with fervent heat one day, it's not going to last. How should we then live? How should we live in light of this? What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Heaven and earth will pass away, but the words of Jesus will never pass away. The word of God will never fail. It will never pass away. The word of God will stand forever. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, every word of the Bible will be fulfilled down to the jot and the tittle. The smallest markings on the letters will be fulfilled. It's like Jesus said, every I will be dotted and every T will be crossed of God's word. Nothing will go unfulfilled. Nothing will fall to the ground. Everything God said in his word will come to pass. Even if we can't see how a prophecy in God's word could ever be fulfilled, it will. We can count on it. We can be sure of it. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. The word of God stands forever. This is one reason why it's important for us to study God's word, and especially Bible prophecy, because Bible prophecy tells us the future in advance, so that we will know what will happen in this world, and we understand where things are heading in the world, and in the culture. Now, verse 36 begins a new section of the Olivet Discourse. In verses 36 to 41, Jesus speaks of the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church. And then in verses 42 to 51, he speaks of how we should live in light of the rapture of the church. How we should live in light of the rapture of the church. Jesus will rapture the church to heaven before the tribulation begins. Uh, In John chapter 14, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus is in heaven right now, preparing a place for believers to live in his father's house, with him, in heaven. And one day he promises to come again and receive us to himself and take us to his father's house in heaven to be with him, that where he is, there we may be also. This is the blessed hope of every believer, the Bible says. In First Thessalonians chapter 4, it's the apostle Paul writes, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain on the earth shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. The Lord Jesus will descend in the clouds one day and those believers who are alive on the earth at that time will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. 
And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And the Apostle Paul believed the event of the rapture, that that catching up to be with the Lord would happen in his lifetime. He said, then we who are alive and remain will be caught up. He didn't say, then they who are alive and remain will be caught up, but we who are alive will be caught up. The Bible teaches that the rapture of the church is, is imminent, meaning it could happen at any time. There's no prophecies that need to be fulfilled before the rapture can take place. There's no events biblically that need to take place before Jesus could come for his church. Paul believed it could happen in his lifetime. And 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. Translate it to heaven. And in a moment, he said, in the twinkling of an eye. The twinkling of an eye is the amount of time it takes your brain to recognize something that you're looking at. So this music stand, how long did it take your brain to recognize this music stand? A moment, right? That's a twinkling of an eye, just an immeasurable amount of time for your brain to process what it's looking at and identify it. That's the twinkling of an eye. And Paul says, we'll all be changed in a moment and the twinkling of an eye will be in the presence of Jesus Christ in heaven. Now, in verse 36, Jesus is referring to the rapture of the church and not the second coming. Because he says in verse 36, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Jesus is not referring to his second coming because we do know the day of his second coming. Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, if you're taking notes, we've talked about this before. Daniel chapter 12, verse 11 says, from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. So Daniel gives us the day. From the time of the abomination of desolation, when that's set up in the temple by the Antichrist, until the return of Jesus Christ will be exactly 1,290 days. So Jesus cannot be talking about his second coming in verse 36. He's talking about the rapture. We do not know the day or the hour of the rapture of the church. We know the rapture is imminent. It could happen at any time, at any moment. It could happen today. Wouldn't that be glorious, right? If it happened today, But we don't know the day for sure. We can't name the day. Look at verse 36 again. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Please underline that verse in your Bible and make sure the person sitting next to you has underlined verse 36 in their Bible No one knows the day of the rapture of the church except the Father in heaven. Let me repeat that for you. No one knows the day 
or the hour. That includes anyone you watch on YouTube who claims to know the day of the rapture of the church. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.